0: Hello and welcome aboard our podcast, Fighting Catholic Jetlag. My name is JC and I'll be your host. I'm a flight attendant and I'm on a journey to find my place within the Catholic Church. I'll be accompanied by my friend and co-host, Father Larry Hostetter, priest of 34 years and doctor of sacred theology. He's a Catholic University president and for our discussion, he'll serve as spiritual ground control to keep things on course for our flight back to faith.
1: At times, we'll be navigating through difficult and uncomfortable issues, so prepare for a bit of turbulence along the way. There won't always be easy answers, but no subject will be off the table. If you're ready to explore your own doubts and questions and rediscover your faith with us, then sit back, buckle up,
0: and enjoy our flight to faith. Well, hello,
1: everyone. Hi. Welcome. Oops, shouldn't have done that, should I?
0: Yeah, start this, over. This
1: <laughs> I've been told multiple times not to do things not like do that, things. but I will stop. We That'll have to my write last.
0: messages that will be eight. my
1: last one that I
0: Don't
1: do. Don't fidget. Don't fidget.
0: Don't hit things. So anyway. Don't stop scratching. Uh, hello. Hi.
1: I'm Father Larry Hostetter, and you are?
0: JC Hartz.
1: And we're here with Rebecca Sapp, and we are?
0: Fighting, fighting Catholic, Catholic Jetlag. Jetlag. The podcast.
1: The podcast. <laughs> so uh, we just finished Father with Homecoming. Mm-hmm. at your school that mm. you're so proud to be a,
0: I am a proud student to be, uh,
1: at uh, homecoming what yes. homecoming events did you attend
0: oh my gosh well obviously i was on homecoming court and um
1: i don't remember seeing you
0: i went to all the mixers i bought lots of beer Cut that um <laughs> i don't know what kind of homecoming events do you guys have
1: you all went to the farm right i mean it's like uh, was is it Zsa Zsa Gabor or Eva Gabor Zsa. That the <laughs> what? green He's... acres
0: yes Zsa Zsa. Ben Zsa.
1: Ben taking you to the farm yes
0: so he and
1: you were like darling
0: it's not it's not even a it's not a farm it's like a cabin and like a pond and they go out there and tinker on things and shoot
1: I, shoot guns but
0: yes lots of Gun shooting, lots of barbecuing and beer drinking. And I've spent the night once. And this weekend I'm like, yeah, I'll go to the farm. So did you ride a four-wheeler? We did the like the Kubota. It's like it's got four wheels. <laughs> but Hallie loves it out there. She's a farm dog. Um, but yeah, it was Green Acres. I took my iPad, I did some my parochial school homework. Um, I did some reading. I took my full skincare routine, um, so I'm glowing on this Monday morning.
1: That? Oh me. yeah. I thought there was some radiation or something.
0: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it's um, it's it's I even I wouldn't go so hey, far now, to say. now wait great. a minute.
1: Did y'all just hear that that huge bump? I, know. I wanted to go on what? record that, that was, was not me. That was
0: me. That was me. I'm just so thrown off thinking about green anchors right now. So um, maybe we should do a pod weekend out there.
1: That'd be fun. Have do you we ever... have any kind of Wi-Fi out there or anything?
0: Uh, very little. Have you ever shot a gun?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Really? What yes. kind?
1: Oh, shotgun back when I was uh, young and would go dove hunting with friends.
0: Do you dove hunt?
1: I have not since I've been 18 and I didn't hit anything.
0: Oh, my gosh. Uh, do you? Have you ever been dove hunting? Do you know what it is? I've not been in dove hunting. No. Okay, dove hunting is the best. Co- I mean, I'm not a big Peasant. hunting enthusiast. Peasants, peasants or peasants? Wow, I
1: said, yeah. I guess peasants <laughs> you now. don't go hunting peasants. And not maybe they a, might. Maybe a uh, few hundred years ago. But.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, but dove hunting is my favorite hunting because you stand in a field, you can talk as much and as loudly as you want. It's not like deer hunting. And they have someone that goes around in like a four wheeler with beer. And you just shoot things in the sky, yeah.
1: Have you ever prepared dove meat for?
0: Yeah, Maybe I know how to clean them. Yes, the, I clean. I know how to. Out. Yes, yeah. I know how to clean the doves. You okay. get all the feathers out, and yes, oh yeah, that was like my one. I have a very limited skill set, and that was one Ben was proud of whenever we. Started dating, so
1: that you could clean it up. I could
0: clean it up. <laughs> it was my claim to fame. Yes, we will post a picture on the Instagram. No, we will. kind of
1: have a hunting we outfit on tonight. Oh yeah, It'll I'm wearing. Like you're in, uh,
0: I got a new pair of leggings. Your
1: thermals and everything. They're not
0: thermals. This is Lululemon, Father Larry.
1: Well, it looks like thermals to me.
0: Does it look like thermals to you? Don't answer that. From athelsea a distance, athleisure wear. Athleisure. Wear. Yes. uh So what are what are you coloring today?
1: Uh uh, nothing really. Skyline. We have these coloring books, just so you all know. They, I think they keep it from, they keep, give me, give it to me to keep me from fiddling or fidgeting. <laughs> yes, it works. Um, but you've all heard that uh, before. So.
0: Yeah. Hey, is Father Jim still listening? Probably not. No, <laughs> I don't think so. Uh, Cause he always called out the fidgeting and the right. heavy breathing on my part. Um, yeah. So, but
1: when we tried to call him, he refused to answer. His phone. I think that
0: was it. I yeah. think he like had absolutely switched to a different Catholic podcast at that point. Yeah. So, um, if you've got any dirt on Father Jim call us. we'll talk about it on air. Just kidding. Cut that.
1: C- uh, clarificationals mm. this mm-hmm. week, or we do?
0: I think we might. Let me let me pull some stuff up. Okay. I last episode. Here's my clarificational mm-hmm. I need from you. Um. So as far as blessing things, Mm -hmm. and you did a really good job explaining that it's, you know, it means that this thing has been set aside for holy use. Um, But can anyone bless something? How is how is a priest able to do like what what gives you that ability or what is it like a training or? No, it's
1: it's a um, the way the best way I think to look at it is that with ordination. The community assigns certain things to you in your role as the one who is to be, you know, embody the gospel values in your community, embody the presence of Christ in your community. And so it's, it's a recognition that with that role, mm-hmm. it, th- this is part of the responsibility of that, of setting objects aside for holy use. That's not saying somebody else can't do it, mm-hmm. but in effect in order to keep away from this magical thinking it's really basically the community saying we recognize this person mm-hmm. and we call them to orders because the church i when when i was ordained i could not call myself to orders i could not i could tell the bishop and say i think i might have a vocation but ultimately
0: i'm feeling the itch
1: yeah ultimately that doesn't mean anything until the bishop as representative of the community Calls me to orders. Mm. I mean, that's in the ordination ceremony. It's as part of the you you get called to it as a as a formal uh, kind of legal aspect of being ordained. And the way I look at it is, it's basically the Christian community saying, "Okay, we recognize you in this role. Part of your role mm-hmm. is to make sure we understand what's set, been set aside as holy uh, for holy use." or that shouldn't just be used in ordinary ways.
0: Right. Okay. Uh, well, I like how you explain that because- And
1: that is not magic.
0: No. I, well, it's I not like, like the priest has been okay. given some
1: magical abilities I like bless. that you yeah.
0: mentioned we need to keep it away from this magical thinking because, I mean, it can kind of easily go in that direction when you don't understand um, the meaning behind it. So that's a that's a good clarification. Oh, I like that. Good. Yeah.
1: So anything can receive a blessing, and like I said, lay people can also receive a blessing. It's like parents their children.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> Excuse me, because that's part of their role is. Wait, and, and so that
0: parents can bl-
1: bless their bless. Chi- bless their kids? Yeah. Yeah. We can, anybody can call down a blessing. You could say, "Lord, I ask you to bless this house," mm-hmm. but the priest does so in the name of the church.
0: Okay. Yeah. Which
1: gives it, you know, an added. Level of gravitas. Oh, that's cool. You know, so anybody can call down a blessing. Didn't didn't Rebecca, didn't our director tell you to turn off all phones? Notice that my phone is off.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Oh my gosh. But your wrist is still going to flash. It's my roommate from college, Suzanne. She's going to be in town on Thursday. Right there. She's the one who convinced me that I needed to confirm in college. And in our dorm room at Western, she would go over the Nicene Creed with me. So why, why
1: weren't you confirmed in um, in the 7th or 8th grade? Did you make that choice then?
0: Um, so it was high school that we were supposed to. And uh, little B was really disappointed. And she even pulled the, your grandmother would be very disappointed card. But... It, it
1: was your choice. It was my
0: choice. I I just didn't feel ready to.
1: Well, you take religion very seriously, so.
0: I know you're saying that as a joke. No, but.
1: I'm not. No, I'm not <laughs> at all.
0: <laughs> um, no. Now, if I, I were
1: saying it as a joke, I would say something like, "Well, you do kind of take religion very seriously."
0: seriously. Uh, <laughs> okay, start over and say that again. But well, say it you more do believable. Take, you
1: do take religion very seriously.
0: Thank you. Um, well. Yeah. So back in the day, I I just didn't, I didn't feel like I was ready. I didn't, I don't like to be pushed into things. And if, if it would have felt more like my choice, I probably would have probably been more inclined to do it. However, um, luckily little B was understanding um, and that was
1: uh, rather yeah. broad-minded. Yeah, her. it really
0: was. It really was. I think she was disappointed, and I'm sure she thought she's never going to do it. Like this is it. But it was so great because had I confirmed, I'd, I wouldn't have had the opportunity to be in that space of the RCIA class in college, and that kind of started all of this off. So
1: well, you yeah. did it when you were, when it was time for you to do it.
0: Yeah, when God called me to. Yeah. So perfect. Yeah. Wait, didn't you confirm in college? Yeah, too? I did. That's right. Oh. Heck yeah. Well, hey, we're on the same path.
1: We are. <laughs> oh, God.
0: <laughs> People all the time are like, you're so y- so, like the same person.
1: W- then why so, can't I just jet off do to it. the Isle of Capri first class do it. and uh, just uh, have an Instagram page of me floating around on boats? Yeah. <laughs> uh,
0: well we are in
1: in capri we
0: are hiring we're hiring german speakers right now so uh, you should um you should look it up yeah i'd be i'd (laughs) be
1: i'd be the flight attendant that when you ask for something i would look at you like that i really don't want to do this but i have to really so i'm going to go do it and i'm going to do it with a fake smile
0: that's right it's it's the flight attendant smile yes (laughs) but i'm but not all
1: flight attendants are like that i think some of them just we absolutely genuinely love, love, love yes. their jobs.
0: I know I do, but you you will have moments where you're Everybody's, in the middle of a, like a medical emergency and someone's like, can I get a Pepsi? I'm, I'm, and you're I'm, like, we serve Coke, not Pepsi. <laughs> 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 Give me five minutes. So, yeah, but I can imagine you going to the interview. It's like a five-hour interview. You're with like a hundred other people. So it's, you're there all day. I just want to see you. I don't know.
1: Don't they like? Don't you have to like yes. jump into the water and things and swim and?
0: Not in, not training? until tra- not until training, but yes, you jump out of like a plane. We so we have a big like training center, and you go for eight weeks, and um, you you do everything from learning to fight a fire to water landings and all of that. So yeah yeah it's pretty fun do you have like, to
1: be retrained periodically so yeah to every stay year fresh?
0: every year and then quarterly we do online work and then but like in year. order
1: to like to jump into water every time or we
0: don't jump into water every time but we go over doors we always do cpr there are a few things we always do um safety like self-defense we like practice our moves
1: there have been some real uh videos you know Facebook has the reels now where yes. one about video after another. And there's been some of uh flight attendants in training. This one uh gal just couldn't get the door closed and yeah, everybody was laughing at her. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, you'll you'll have those moments. But yeah, it's it's pretty fun. I think you would enjoy it.
1: Yeah, I would. I need another job.
0: <laughs> um
1: so I think there was a pretty cool question that I think would serve as maybe the heart.
0: Oh, hey! I've been really excited. We've we've been getting some great emails and messages from um, some old sorority sisters from Western, and I love it. Hey, Kyos. So,
1: what's up? is this? So, this
0: is who I used to always go to mass with. See, Father Mike at Western. It's like.
1: Oh, and we'd have spaghetti dinner. We'd
0: have spaghetti dinner. That's right. So I'm glad they're listening.
1: Okay. There was a question about predestination or being pre chosen by God.
0: I mean, what do and
1: you think? There's some denominations that don't think you have fully free will to choose God. You are either chosen for heaven or hell, which is kind of an extreme position that John Calvin w- would have held. And also the question of how, you know, faith versus works. Um, and that a lot of people believe that Catholics uh, believe that only works, you have to do works to get to heaven. And a lot of that is about a misunderstanding. So, um, and the question of predestination is really a good one, and it's a tough one because it has to do with the very essence of who God is. So if God is Mm all-knowing, then doesn't God already know if, you what your eternal destiny will be and if god already knows what your eternal destiny is going to be because god is all-knowing then you're born either destined for heaven or destined for hell or so the logic goes
0: then it's like what's the point exactly because it's like why pray why do anything because it's like, it's already, you can't change
1: it. Now, that, that is an exaggerated way of understanding predestination. But we as Catholics also believe that God knows everything and that ultimately uh, what will happen in our life has been uh, already, God already knows yes. how we're going to live our lives.
0: Like and so the question
1: thing. is, do we then really have free will? And St. Augustine right. weighed in on this and he said, yes. Because God, it's not that we lose our free will, but God knows how we will use our free will. So you have the free will, but God in God's eternity already knows how you will use it. My preference is to think about it, as we already talked about it once before, as God existing in an eternal now. There is in God's. Existence. There's no before. There's no after. There's only now. Mm. So, from God's perspective, um, all of the universe is happening at in that now. I was going to say at the same moment, but moment implies um, time, and moment implies change. Mm -hmm. And but if if that helps people to think about it, um, then yes. And so, what's really Cool and trippy is so when my grandmother died, what 20 years ago, and entered into eternity, and when I die and entered into eternity, from God's perspective, that will all happen now.
0: That's wild. Which is so why there won't be cover- people
1: sitting around waiting for you to come home, because it's all from God's perspective, because God exists eternally in one moment of now, then everything that happens will be now.
0: Okay. So is this a hard and fast truth of the Catholic Church, or is this...
1: This is a a philosophical reflection on the nature of God. So if God is eternal, and God knows no time and knows no space, has no beginning, has no Mm -hmm. end, then the... Only thing that we can say about God is that God is in an eternal now. Okay. But, but I, kind of, I kind of, I kind of love the image of yeah, everybody eternity. entering eternity in that same now. What's up, now,
0: Larry? You know. Yeah, I like that. I
1: like, I like. It, 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 I don't know. It Brings comfort to me. I guess some people might freak out a little bit, but. Yeah. Um, so okay, that's what why are
0: some of your other things. That's why happen.
1: predestination, I think, is. It, it's kind of one of those things. It's not that big of a deal because God already knows how we will use our free will, but it's our free will that we get to choose how to use.
0: Yeah. Okay.
1: And the other one uh, in that email was about works.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So Catholics do not believe uh, that we get to heaven just through works. And um, we, it's faith ultimately that gets you through heaven, but faith is expressed
0: through in, works.
1: Through works, I mean, yeah, you know. Cool. So Saint James, in his letter, writes that uh, faith without works is dead. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we we believe that there is a combination of both. Yeah,
0: definitely. Um,
1: but there are some traditions where it's faith alone, and works can do nothing. Uh, for you. Um, and and there's some truth to that, but I think it gets translated into all you need is faith and it doesn't matter what you do. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, that was the kind of thing. But I'm especially interested in a question. So JC sent a bunch of questions by text.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So I'm going to have to ask her to explain some of these, but they're really, sure. really good. So, you want me to just read your text? Sure, go do for you? It. You want to, Don't you want to read your text? No,
0: I'll, I'll. You have a better reading voice. Oh,
1: don't think so. And I'm
0: in the middle of my color. Okay, hear
1: me out is what she writes. I'm scared sometimes because I'm more into my relationship with the Catholic Church than my relationship with Jesus, uh, even though the Catholic Church gets on your nerves.
0: No, that's not true.
1: Well, that's what? why we created this podcast.
0: <laughs> I love the Catholic Church. I'm. It's, okay, I'm going to be honest. The more I get into this, the more confident I am, the more questions I have. And the more I'm like, the more frustrated I right. get. Did you feel like that when you went to preschool, seminary?
1: Well, one of the things when you start studying theology, it really can turn everything upside down.
0: Everything. Right. Yes. Well, yeah. and I'm more, I, okay, the things that I know for sure, love, the religion. I love the purpose of it. Actually in my parochial school class today, um, it was Pope Benedict. <laughs> so Pope Benedict said that the, the purpose of the church is to hold space for God mm-hmm. in the world. Right. And I love that. Like I that like makes that perfect yeah. sense to me. Um and I I love what the Catholic Church was founded for. I love what it is. I love what it was created to be prior to us humans getting involved in it
1: so what would you what would you say it was created to be prior to our humans
0: i mean to honor to love god and to set us as, as uh as
1: and what do you mean by humans Pope getting Benedict
0: involved in like before we made it so complicated and making rules about can women serve or
1: so not before serve. humans got involved I'm with sorry, it but no. before humans started taking control of it
0: Yes, before we started taking control and making it into things. And even though I love all of our Catholic accessories, um, sometimes it's overwhelming. And it's like, are we losing sight of what we are supposed to honor? Because we are trying to remember so many particular things and it gets overwhelming. So So you're
1: worried that we're missing out on that Jesus is not the focus, but the church is the focus.
0: I hate to say this, but yes, yes, because... There are times I'm like, "Oh my gosh!" I put so much energy and love into trying to understand the church, and I'm like, "I'm paying too much attention to things that I don't know if they're as important." It's like the one most important. Walking through a
1: seven forty seven and just admiring (laughs) its beauty and all the things that it can do, but never taking off.
0: Um, kind of. Or it's like going to eight weeks of flight attendant training to learn to do drills and they only taught us how to serve drinks for 30 minutes and that's all we do all day long. And it's like, maybe we missed the point there.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So your question is, can you love the church?
0: Are we sometimes as Catholics, do we miss the mark? And is it wrong if we are honoring Mary more? What, What should our relationship with Jesus really be like? What?
1: Well, what do you think?
0: Well, I don't know. I don't know because, I mean, I sit here and stress about it <laughs> because I think, oh my gosh.
1: So I, it's I, become I'm even pagan. more binding. This is
0: very stressful and for me. Yeah, not
1: liberating because is, you're freaking out. I'm on freaking am I out a little bit. do I have my attention on the wrong thing?
0: Yes, and Mary is like, honey, it's fine. Um but I uh I, I think I'm I don't want to I don't want to miss out on Jesus. Right. But in okay, in some Christian religions, like that's the focal point. But do you think that like in Catholicism we have the Trinity, the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost? So
1: Where's Jesus fit in all this?
0: Where does Jesus fit into all of this? And as Catholics, do we miss the mark? Is it okay that we miss the mark? Are we concerning ourselves with the Trinity? And therefore, are we supposed to be putting more attention on Jesus? Is it okay that we're honoring the Blessed Mother so much? I mean, I say yes, but I don't know. These are things that keep me up at night. So...
1: um, I brought this book that I've mentioned before, "The Universal Christ," by Richard oh, Rohr, that, Father Rohr.
0: That's your dude.
1: Mm-hmm. And he talks a little bit about this very question about what is the relationship of Jesus to the Christ, and he says one of the things that we've missed the mark on is thinking that Christ is Jesus's last name, um, and that the focus of Jesus is uh, uh, is completely on on his humanity.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: he actually argues that by making sure that we understand that Christ is not just Jesus's last name, we understand that we can have a personal and universal relationship with God, mm-hmm. or that we we God is universal and that God is personal. Um, and a couple of things that he says that really, really jumped out at me is that when we just focus on Jesus and not Jesus as the Christ, it can lead us astray. Oh, really? Yeah. But that's the part that's uh, problematic because we forget that the whole purpose of Jesus as the incarnation
0: mm-hmm. of
1: God in the world is to uh, be or represent in human form the eternal Christ. Okay. So the second person of the Trinity, we, we, which we call the word has this role of Christ which imbues all of creation and exists in all of creation. And in fact, Rohr writes that in the Franciscan tradition, they have the understanding that the first incarnation was when God created the universe. That what God loves, God becomes a part of. And so he created the universe as an expression of who God is. We don't equate the universe with God That would be called pantheism. But we do acknowledge that God exists in all things in the universe. And so when we. So uh,
0: wait, we we don't believe that God is the universe.
1: We don't believe that God is the same as the created world. Okay. Okay. So, but God is in the created world. It's the difference between pantheism and panentheism. So that God is in all things, but what's really cool is he talks about this Franciscan tradition, this belief that God, God's incarnation, first incarnation is in the the world is the universe, is that God became became the universe, but not is not equated with the universe, but is is in the universe. I'm probably not making sense, but if we don't remember that. Jesus is not just this divine being who's human, who happens to come along to, mm-hmm. so that we can have personal salvation, but is an expression or an extension of that ongoing gift of God's self to us. But now, in human form, mm-hmm. then we can miss the mark. Yeah, He says, God loves things by uniting with them, not by excluding them. Through the act of creation, God manifested the eternally outflowing divine presence into the physical and material world. So it's the first creation. The second creation is the creation of, of, or the second incarnation is when God becomes fully human as Jesus. Jesus did not exist as a human being until he was born from Mary. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was the eternal Christ. Now that he is incarnate, it, he, he exists eternally as Jesus the Christ, but um, it, it's not something that Jesus himself was was eternal. So connecting Jesus, as you said you feel guilty about, to the Trinity makes perfect sense. It's not something that we should be feel guilty about. Different people have different spiritualities. Some people's spiritualities is very Christocentric. In other words, Jesus the Christ is at the center of of that.
0: And you would say that ours is?
1: Our, ours it has a Christocentric component to it in that everything that we have flows mm-hmm. through Christ into our world and, and in, into our hearts and into creating the church. But we also... Uh, recognize that it can be very legitimate to focus one's um, attention on the Holy Trinity
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, or the divine spirit, the Holy Spirit. Some people's uh, spirituality is Pneuma-centric, spirit-centric.
0: Okay. Can you tell me, that was more of my question. Can you tell me more about the Holy Spirit in relation to the Trinity and, you know,
1: well, the Holy Spirit is, I mean, from understanding the Trinity. I we, mean,
0: we all know what it is, right. you know, but it's like when you really think about it and you dig into it and it's like, where where do these line up and what are you supposed to give your energy to? And
1: You know, I, I think we don't worry about what we give our energy to. I think we just go to what draws us because everybody's different and God draws everybody differently to what they need. So say if, that again, I think we go to what draws us. Mm-hmm. Can we just repeat it since I recorded it? Do I have to say it again? No, I love it. I, lo- <laughs> I will
0: repeat it for you. Not only do we go to what draws us, but God draws us particularly
1: to what we need,
0: To what we need. He right. meets us where we're at. Yeah. Let's rename this podcast. He meets us where we're
1: at. All right. righty. So here's something that Rohr writes, Father Rohr writes that really jumped out at me. He said, if Jesus is not also presented as Christ, I predict more and more people will not so much actively rebel against Christianity, but just gradually lose interest in it.
0: Wait, what?
1: Um, if Jesus is not also presented as Christ, I predict more and more people will not so much actively rebel against Christianity as just gradually lose interest in it. In other words, if it's just about Jesus, the man
0: yeah,
1: who walked the earth, did some cool things,
0: mm-hmm.
1: died for us. I mean... In and of itself, what he did was remarkable, but what was transformative about it was he wasn't just a man walking the earth, doing cool things, and dying for us. He was God's eternal expression in his life, in the life of Jesus, as the incarnation of God in this one human life. That transforms everything.
0: I mean, that's a very Catholic way of thinking,
1: right? Right. And so my relationship is not just with Jesus. It's with everything that Jesus represents as the Christ. So through Jesus, I have a relationship with the Holy Trinity. I have a relationship with all of creation. Mm -hmm. I have a relationship with Mary. Um, I have a relationship with all the saints. I have a relationship with all of the people of the world, Mm -hmm. because that's who Jesus represents as the Christ. And so his thing is that so often, modern Christianity focuses just on Jesus as my personal savior. Right. That we forget that it's not about my personal salvation, it's about my connection with God, the universe, Mm. everything that exists through Jesus, the Christ.
0: Okay. That's a weight off my shoulders. And also gives me tremendous anxiety (laughs) because I feel like, I don't know, maybe it was growing up in a small Catholic community, but that's not, I don't know.
1: Well, listen to this.
0: Okay. Keep going. Um, I mean, I, I, that's where my heart is taking me with what you're saying, but I I always was afraid that was wrong.
1: Right. So, okay, keep going. Um, So it says, this is what happens when we focus solely on an exclusive Jesus on having a personal relationship with him on what he can do to save you and me from some eternally eternal fiery torment for the first 2000 years of Christianity we framed our faith in terms of a problem and a threat. Mm -hmm. But if you believe Jesus's main purpose is to provide a means of personal, individual salvation, it is all too easy to think that he doesn't have anything to do with human history, with war or injustice or destruction of nature or anything that contradicts our ego's desire or our cultural biases. We ended up spreading our national cultures under the rubric of Jesus instead of the universally Liberating message under the name of Christ. It's important to recognize <laughs> cool. that he's not saying Jesus isn't important. He's saying you have to understand Jesus as the Christ, and that and he's, not, and just he's, as and he's not just your personal savior. Who and all you got to do is get through this life to get to heaven. Okay, that you're connected to the universe. You're connected to I mean, the planet. Yeah. You're connected. To, we're connected to each other. And we do that by being connected to the Christ who connects us to the Trinity who exists where? In all things through the first incarnation when God created the world.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And the Spirit's role in that. Uh, Another phone call. Let's see what this one says. Susie
0: calling with the vehicle service department. We're calling about your vehicle's manufactured warranty. Yeah, yeah. I, I know they
1: really want me to they take care of my it. warranty. Yes. So <laughs> maybe this is some kind of spiritual message that I need to be taking care of my spiritual war- warranty while we're here talking to everybody here. Little
0: Vegas says messages all the time, and she'll put them on speakerphone and she'll like crank them, and then they just hang up on her. That's pretty bad. Um, A experience.
1: merely personal God becomes tribal and sentimental and a merely universal God never leaves the realm of abstract theory. But when we learn to put them together, Jesus and Christ gives us a God who is both personal and universal. Mm -hmm. So don't worry about where you find your soul being moved towards. If it's the Blessed Mother, it's the Blessed Mother, because he says some really cool things in this book. Also, in Chapter 10, under the Feminine Incarnation, um and one of the things he talks about is why are there so many catholic churches named after mary and not jesus
0: oh that's that's a good question you know
1: so what you're talking about isn't just something that's unique to you it's something unique to all of of christendom
0: yeah and i i think i mean i i love mary you know i'm a i'm a huge fangirl but sometimes i'm afraid that i'm not getting them both in equal measure
1: And this is what I think this podcast hopefully can help people to realize is you don't need to be fretting about that. Mm
0: -hmm. Okay. Don't
1: fret none, as they say in your part of the country.
0: (laughs) In Eastern Kentucky?
1: Don't fret none. Don't fret none. Don't fret none. I won't. Um, Allow yourself to experience God as God wants you to experience. And if that's through... Mary, who is often intuitively, we recognize that there is a a feminine side to God that we have neglected. And while Mary is not God, she can represent Mm -hmm. and symbolize that yearning that we have to connect with God, not only through the masculine archetypes, but also through the female archetypes, Mm. if that makes sense.
0: Yes, it does. Very good. Huh. Okay.
1: And uh, uh, just a couple of things that he says here that I really, really like. He says, um, when it comes to Mary, we're clearly dealing not with a single woman here, but a foundational symbol, or to borrow the language of Carl Jung, an archetype, an image that constellates a whole host of meanings that cannot be communicated logically. And Rohr's argument is that Mary intuitively symbolizes the first incarnation as a mother earth Mm, and it's from her that Jesus, the Christ then comes into the world as the second incarnation.
0: Wow. I mean, that's pretty incredible. Um,
1: Here's actually a line that's directly to your point. The point is that in some ways, many humans can identify with Mary more than they can with Jesus, precisely because she was not God, but the archetype for our yes to God. Not one heroic action is attributed to her, only trust itself,
0: Mm.
1: pure being and not doing. From her first yes to the angel Gabriel, to her last yes at the foot of the cross and her full presence at fiery windy Pentecost, Mary appears on cue at the key moments of the gospel narratives. She is every woman and every man And that is why I call her the feminine symbol for the universal incarnation.
0: Yes. This is why I love her. Because, like you said, it wasn't these heroic things she was doing. She was saying yes. So it's like, if all we can do is just say yes to God, hey, we're in good company. You know? It doesn't have to always be the big acts. Mm -hmm. It can be the small things like sanctuaries. That's right. Well, I
1: love it. He even quotes Beatles song, which you quoted to me the other day.
0: Ah, let it be. Wait, does it?
1: Mary is the great yes that humanity forever needs for Christ to be born into the world. And that's our yes. We have to say yes as Mary's ourselves Mm -hmm. to birth Jesus into the world today. Yes. Which is why she's so important. Even Paul McCartney immortalized this idea in his song, Let It Be. Although on the first level, he was talking about his own mother, Mary. Mother Mary comes to me speaking words of wisdom, let it be. And so I think ultimately that's the answer to this question that you had is let it be.
0: Okay. Going back to you said Mary is birthing, we are to birth Jesus into the world as Mary did. So or okay, what is a way we can conceptualize that? I mean, it's love, right? right? Like God is love. So bring love into the world. Is that what you're saying? How, how do we
1: connect? I mean, for me, when I think about what my primary role as priest is, it's principally to help people to connect to this eternal Christ, to mm-hmm. help to to break open the world so that people can see deep, more deeply into the reality or beyond the reality that's in front of us mm-hmm. to see what's really moving and empowering things to see the spirit back to the question of what is the spirit the spirit working through all of the universe all of creation mm-hmm. because i think part of the reason why the church is created as it is in terms of a ministerial priesthood is that the laity as priests by virtue of their baptism are called to bring Jesus into the world, to Mm -hmm. to birth Christ into the world Mm -hmm. through their actions, through their lives, through their gentleness, through the caring that they have for each other. But you can get so bogged down with your daily lives, you know, serving drinks, making sure passengers are safe, you know, taping up passengers to seats.
0: So many damn things. So
1: many things (laughs) that you can forget what is beyond what we're experiencing every day. So the idea then, you come to Mass on mm-hmm. Sunday, you receive the Christ, broken. Bre- uh, the bread is broken for all, we become the Christ, reality is in a sense cracked open at Mass, and we all become part of that heavenly host glorifying God being there at that eternal sacrifice of Jesus. We take that with us so that when you have that disgruntled passenger, or you're dealing with, you know, um, trying to get through the airport and everybody's in your way with your, you know,
0: I love hearing you talk about my job. Like you're hitting it spot on (laughs) when you're like, she'll relate to this, (laughs) but i probably
1: not. Right. No, I love (laughs) it. You probably tell more, you know, and, um, when, when you have to sit in airports for five or six hours, you do a lot of watching a lot of watching. That's right. And uh, there's always that group of three flight attendants that is click, 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 going right down. And they're, they're talking, talking smack. And
0: <laughs> That's right.
1: You can tell there's some drama going on.
0: Always there. in yeah. the back galley.
1: But anyway, back to what I was saying, <laughs> you receive then from that gift of the Eucharist, the ability, hopefully, then to, to, to see what's beyond when you're dealing with those situations. And you see the Christ in, in the other in yeah. where, whatever you're encountering in the world, because there's so many things that can get in our way that can kind of distract us. We have to take that time to allow that the world to be cracked open so mm. that we can see what's beyond.
0: So for you, when you are not at Mass or um, that's a beautiful visual, but when you can't make it to Mass, what is your how does God meet you to show you? that. Crack
1: well, then then I'm like the humanity. same way that everybody else. I, I know.
0: Well, I'm just, went, I'm know. curious. What's yours?
1: What, like in order to,
0: well, for me, it is, uh, God always meets me when I travel, like brings me people that it's, right. I like, I feel like I see God more in travel than I do at church sometimes. Like I can feel it. And it's like, you have to really depend on people. I know you're a runner, so. You see it in nature, or what's yours? No, yeah,
1: I love nature, but you yeah. know, I, I, and and it's really obvious mm-hmm. to see the presence of God, the Eternal Christ, uh, the God as the first incarnation in nature, and the beauty of nature. But not for everyone. That's how where I'm drawn.
0: Yeah.
1: to it. Um,
0: but I think that's a good starting point. It's a good starting identify. point.
1: But Ew. I think also the question is, how, what do you do when it's hard to do it? And I do have a little trick that.
0: Wait, I what do, do you mean?
1: Well, like if somebody you're having difficulty, you're having a difficult day, and somebody's being really difficult. Use, and use you, flying as an example. And you don't see Christ in that person, and it's like, okay. uh, they need a, <laughs> two tomato
0: juices and a water with no eye with. No ice. One ice cube, actually.
1: One ice cube.
0: Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm having a hard time switching so your realize, trick. I didn't
1: realize we could be so picky when we were oh, flying. We're so picky. I would love to so do that nice. sometime. I could be a diva on the plane sometime. <laughs> watch out for Wear the Watch out for what? 12A.
0: <laughs>
1: He's a little demanding. That's right. That's right. Um I my little trick is I force myself to remember. And imagine what this person was looked like when they were a baby. Mm. I mean, how do you stay mad at a baby? Maybe if I were a parent, yeah. yeah, So I can't really relate. I know, (laughs) but you know, but okay, well-behaved, cute, you know, all full of life. You know, I mean,
0: yeah.
1: uh, Even the most difficult people, even the most people that do the most evil things, at one time were just a little innocent baby full of hope full of potential Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and uh, that helps yeah that helps to see the christ in others
0: yeah i I always think well not always but i my trick is i think there is someone who loves this person Mm -hmm. right and there's you know they're loved as well
1: and if they didn't it might explain why they are the way they are
0: Mm-hmm.
1: you know so
0: okay well I've just got to say I'm learning so much from um, my class with Dr. Emily I mean it is fascinating and it's like my meditation in the morning I just read over it and I was reading the do do you know what that is the do do-cat?
1: The do-cat?
0: The u- cat the do cat no it's not you cat I have a you cat this is the do cat and it was written it was created by um, Benedict, Pope Benedict.
1: Yeah. How do you spell it?
0: Y-O-U. It's like the catechism for...
1: Uh, oh, it's a youth catechism.
0: A youth catechism. and then yeah, the Duke... I just found
1: it. I've never heard of it. Oh, my God. UCAT, short for Youth Catechism of the Catholic Church, also styled as UCAT, is a 2011 publication. Well, that was a hard year. It uh, <laughs> aims to be an aid for youth to better understand the catechism it's of the awesome. Catholic Church. Is it really? I'll yeah. have to look at it.
0: I I ended up with two. One of them, and was the other St. one was St. Thomas a cat. So I D- never u? heard of the do cat.
1: D u c a t.
0: D o cat, and you can get it at Saint Maximilian. But it
1: oh, it's the latest title of the international the latest, best-selling Ucat series.
0: The work behind it
1: focuses on the social teaching of the, the Catholic social Church. Social
0: teaching. It's really cool. So for my parochial school class, which is vocation, um, we had to read like the first. We had to read like six or seven pages of it, and Pope Francis writes the foreword, and it's so good. It's like everything is centered around love, and that
1: was Benedict's big thing. Really? Well, he wrote the, the encyclical "God is Love."
0: Yes, but yeah, yes. Okay, I, I can't believe I'm saying this, but he and I have a lot in common. Then, well, you,
1: here's the thing about um, when you when you really become become convinced of something and you start talking about like a message of love, which Benedict was really good at, but a lot of people are surprised by that because they don't see him as, well, he's not real warm and fuzzy. I mean, for one, but um, they don't see him as that way. I don't even think they have warm and fuzzy. (laughs) It's
0: not even, okay. Uh, Uh, Got it. (laughs) Um,
1: But um, when you become convinced of that and you really follow through, It's not so much that you have discovered something that you were all the time. You have discovered something and that it changes you. Yeah. So you can't talk about God's love and to love one another as we've been loved in a purely theoretical way. Mm -hmm. If you really believe it and embrace it, it's going to challenge you and change you. And there'll be times when somebody goes, hey, you're all about caritas and loving each other as God loves us. I don't think what you just did is that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so maybe Benedict was growing as well. You know, he mm-hmm. he got a lot of flack for some of the things that people were upset about with him, especially some of, of the LGBTQ issues. Um, but who knows how this... Uh, Dive into understanding what yeah. God's love is, how that might have challenged him or changed him as as well, because he's just a human being, just right. like the rest of us. I mean,
0: I, I'm definitely surprised to see the influence he has over what we're learning about right now, which is warm and fuzzy love. Um, but it's so. But interesting. it's not warm and fuzzy love, it's really, is it because love?
1: love is love is not easy. Right. I mean, right. You, you all who are married, However, you know that.
0: However, it is it's a daily really choice. A, yeah, it's 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 opened my eyes and it's given me a lot of relief like in this. I mean, I've been in the class for one week and because it's so simple, it's a simple concept. It's hard, but it's simple. Just to think God is love in order to to experience God, you have to experience love and you have to give love. And whenever you turn away from God, when you turn away from love, you are you are turning towards something that is so the opposite of that personal hail,
1: personal hail, <laughs> personal
0: hail. Um, so Pope Francis writes, I wish I had a million young Christians who are for their contemporaries, walking, talking, social doctrine. All of you are the church. Make sure then that this church is transformed, that it is alive, become active yourselves when many do this together then there will be improvements in the world and in the church. Be like torches, making the path to God brighter for others. I pray every day for you, so pray for me too. Pope Francis.
1: Nice.
0: Isn't that beautiful? I love his encouragement to to grow and he really I think he really believes in younger generations to, to do that, to lead the, the church and that's empowering. Yeah.
1: Well, I thought since we started on a Franciscan note, maybe we would Pray the Canicle of the Sun, which is highlights the way Francis saw the universe as all being expressive of God.
0: Okay, well, can I ask a favor? Yes. Can you read over it? and then will you say it in your own words no yes
1: i won't remember this is too beautiful it's
0: so good your words are so much better than this
1: oh no all right canticle (laughs) of the sun and the reason why i couldn't just riff on this is it's too long and it's it's too beautiful let's pray most high all powerful holy spirit you just schooled me didn't you um you know our half J.C. I've said this, I think the first episode, our half J.C. is probably more Catholic than I am. Oh, my God! Most high, oh. all-powerful, good Lord, yours are the praises, the glory, the honor, and all-blessing. To you alone, most high, do they belong, for no one is worthy to mention your name. Be praised, my Lord, through all your creatures, especially through my Lord, brother, son who brings the day and you give light through him, and he is beautiful and radiant in all his splendor. Of you most high, he bears the likeness. Praise be to you, Lord, through sister moon and the stars. In heaven, you form them clear and precious and beautiful. Praise be to you, Lord, through brother wind and through the air cloudy and serene and every kind of weather through which you give sustenance to your creatures. Praise be to you, my Lord, through sister water which is very useful and humble and precious and chaste. Praise be to you, my Lord, through brother fire, through whom you light the night, and he is beautiful and playful and robust and strong. Praise be to you, my Lord, through sister mother earth, who sustains us and governs us, and who produces varied fruits and colored flowers and herbs. Praise be to you, Lord, through those who give pardon for your love and bear infirmity and tribulation. Blessed are those who endure in peace, for by you, Most High, we shall be crowned. Praise be to you, my Lord, through our sister, bodily death, from whom no living one can escape. Woe to those who die in sin. Blessed are those who will find your most holy will, for the second death shall do them no harm. Praise and bless my Lord, and give him thanks, and serve him with great humility. Amen. Amen. Now, you see, I can't just... Read I can okay. just read that and then just go like okay, which one's the brother and which one's the sister? <laughs>
0: I'll give it to you. That's that was a good prayer. Well, Saint it.
1: Francis. I mean, yeah, I, I like talking yeah. about
0: the moon and yeah. water and stuff. I like right. that. I'm done. I like it. All right. All right. All this right.
1: podcast is ended. Go and love as you've yeah. been loved.
0: And thanks be to God. Peace be with you. And with your spirit. Ciao. And Godspeed. I, think, yeah,
1: I gotta just say ciao.
0: Ciao.